Hello and welcome. It is your money reminding you that if you have a financial question for our guest today, you can call this number at 24 hours a day, seven days a week, one eight 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 six advice Or you can also email a question about your money at yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com. But for the next hour or so, our text line, our studio line is 651-461-9226. Here is Wealth Enhancement Group Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor, Peg Webb. Hello, Peg. You're flying solo today, huh? Yes, I am. Good morning, Susie. And that's A-OK. Bruce (laughs) deserves this particular day off, and you and I are going to run this show today. That's right. So it'll be fun. And we're going to talk about kind of setting up your financial life, setting up your financial goals and what that entails. And maybe you want to walk us through it. If people are listening at any point in time, Peg, maybe they could jump into it, 651-461-9226. Sometimes we talk for that first half hour and then we have calls and texts for the second half. But throughout this hour, maybe they could be part of it as well. Yes, actually, I'd love listeners to call in with questions about financial planning. Maybe how did they create their own? Are they doing it themselves? Do they have help? Um, is it working? Uh, and then also, I think that if you call in now, 651-461-9226, we may even take your comments or questions uh, in the first half of the show. But also, I did an open line show a couple weeks ago, and we had so many callers. So I feel like there's people out there that have a financial question, doesn't necessarily have to be about planning. Do not hesitate to call in or text, and we would love to answer that as well. So let's just talk about the essential elements of a financial plan. Now, I could go on for longer than an hour about financial planning and how to go about it. Um, Wealth Enhancement Group started the organization, you know, decades ago, uh, working with clients with comprehensive planning along with their money management. And so somehow, some way, it has been ingrained in me that you have to make a plan and work a plan. Where I got that, because even at a young age, I had that in my head that you actually have to have some kind of roadmap. You have to have something that you're reaching for. And so today I want to just talk about those, uh, maybe the simplistic components of a financial plan, but still very important. So listeners out there, um, I talk a lot about this on the show as well, about goal setting, because you don't necessarily have to call it a goal. But maybe you want to retire one day, and maybe you want to retire early. To me, that's a goal. Maybe you want to buy a second home. That's a goal. Maybe you want to fund your uh, children's education. That's a goal. And then lots of my clients truly want to live the way they want to live today, but they also see leaving a legacy for the people that they absolutely love. And you wouldn't believe, Susie, how much my clients live through their children's and grandchildren's lives. And mm. so uh, it's it's something where Wealth Enhancement Group knows that even if we're working with one particular client or a couple, that we always are always thinking of that next um, legacy because they're asking us to in their comprehensive plan. So 
So a comprehensive plan uh, simply is just this foundation of all your information. And to build a comprehensive plan, you first have to think about, well, what components are in there? And, you know, Wealth Enhancement Group starts with a question. When people come and see us, and I don't know if they're all prepared for this uh, exercise that we go through, but the first thing we do is we ask, what's the most important things in your life? Like, what do you value? Um, is it your family? I already talked about that. That's a big one with a lot of clients and prospective clients. You know, what makes you the happiest in life? Uh, is it your career? Because we have a lot of working people that they absolutely love their job and their passion right now, uh, along with family, is their career. We have business owners, and it's fun to talk to them about how they're balancing all the costs of things today and how we're working on their comprehensive plan to make sure that that they have a little bit extra now with this inflation that's um, hitting everybody. And then uh, a lot of clients are so giving. And so we got we work that in, in the plan. And, and part of this is, you know, I talk about value. Like, what do you value most in life, like family and career and those kinds of things? But we also walk through what's called personal values. And personal values might be, hey, uh, health is important to me or security. Um, let me just give you an example. Health is probably the number one on everybody's list now because we just went through COVID. And now we're recognizing more so that we may not be in control. And so how do you implement things uh, where you can stay healthy? And that simply maybe it's exercise. And security, I want to bring that one up because um, believe it or not, and, and the women, the women are still uh, wanting to be much more conservative than the other half, meaning, you know, security is really important to them because, you know, we still, we as women still see that bag lady under the bridge. I mean, we just feel like, is, is it possible that we could outlive our money? Could we be um, in that situation. And so it's interesting when you talk to people about what they feel and what is important to them, that these kinds of things come out. Now you might say, what in the world? How is this so important in, the comp in, in building a comprehensive plan? Mm. Well, it's super important. Um, it's just the foundation of this plan because we can then secondly start to talk about generating income. Um, that's equally as important, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, as you and I, Susie, we're still working today, mm -hmm. we have an annual income and one that we can count on. But, and I have to like pause here because when you retire and that income stops, it isn't just the most relaxing time in your life, I have to tell you. I mean, trying to take everything that you've saved, and you, and even if you feel confident that you've been a good saver, turning that into a paycheck for the rest of your life, that's not easy. <laughs> and, but what we do is we take a lot of experience, right? We have decades of experience of creating paychecks for the rest of people's lives. 
but it's harder. It's harder to predict where are we going to get that income from because we're dealing with market volatility, we're dealing with inflation, we're dealing with public policy changes to taxes, et cetera, and then fluctuating expenses, just like today, where things are starting to cost more. We have to um, look at all of those components of the plan and actually be able to move on a dime if we have to. So a point that I want to make right here is a comprehensive plan is something that I believe is necessary. You need a plan, work the plan, but that plan, and I say this often on that this show, is you cannot dip it in gold, put it on the shelf like you do, you know, the first baby shoes of babies. It is something that is just a lifelong process of adjustments and not only of the things that I talked about that we can't control, but there's some things that you can control and a client will call me and say, I want that second home. You know what? With the time I have left and the fact that this COVID has had me at home thinking for a couple of years. Now I want to buy that single, that second home. Can I afford it? So that's a that's an example of going back to that comprehensive plan that we're already working and telling the client honestly, is that something that's going to work for them, or is that something that we have to you know give up on something else? Everything is a trade-off. You know how important is it to to the client and their family? that they get the second home. So um, that kind of process of being able to just go back to it yeah. and uh, revisit it, et cetera. So um, I just want to pause here for a minute and once again, just ask if people want to participate in the show. Sure. If I, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that believe in financial planning, believe in having a plan that I'd love to hear their stories about planning. Susie? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, 651-461-9226. That is the number to call if you want to join the program on the phone. You can also text us at 651-461-9226. And I'll tell you, we've got a couple of text questions that are somewhat related to what we're talking about. It's a person writes, help. When does my account start going back up again? Uh, It feels like it's gone down quite a bit. And I think that that is part of the equation, would you not say, Peg, in that you're in a place, you've got your plan, but the numbers aren't going the way you want them to. You stick. What do you do? Do you jump ship? Do you steady the ship? I mean, what would be your advice to someone who's going through that? Yes, actually, that is a perfect question for incorporating into income planning, because especially people who are taking a paycheck are probably more concerned about the ups and downs and the market volatility, because what they're believing is that maybe this will last for longer than I have, um, and, and maybe the the safe bucket or maybe the fixed income bucket or the cash that you have is ample right now, but it's hard not to look out and say, how are we going to fix all the things that are making the market volatile right now? So the, the, the comprehensive plan hopefully 
you have a plan of a, a rate of interest or, or a, a interest rate on your portfolio that is over a long period of time, right. not just in the short term, but a long period of time. So the texter is absolutely right in that we are all negative today, right? We can all have a party together because we're all the same. Um, dissimilar to last year when we would have had a party where we're all the same and we were all making money. Mm. But when you think about a comprehensive plan, and this is why I want to focus on it today, is because I feel like there's so much less stress if you have one. So we talk often on the show about the year money matrix and putting a purpose to all your buckets of money. And why I think that's important, especially this year, is when you think about all the money you have and how it's invested, you probably have some cash, you probably have some bonds, you probably have some stock market exposure, and maybe you have real estate and inflation protection types of um, investments as well. But then what we do is, um, is we create this tic-tac-toe box and we show clients that what they're holding today goes into one of these boxes. And what I mean by that is if you have cash sitting in a money market, that's actually going to be in your short-term bucket. And we also um, dissect your money by how it's going to be taxed currently or in the future. And then if you have bonds, we usually put those in the medium category. And then, of course, the stock market would be in your long term. This particular template also creates income for a five-year outlook. And we are a hands-on um, distribution planners. So, Susie, what happens is now we're actually spending cash in money market for a lot of clients uh, that need income, but we were prepared. I loved that last year was a big run-up year because um, when we did the reviews with clients, we said, okay, now's the time to fill your short-term bucket again. Take your profits. And let's prepare for the next three to five years because um, the market had been going up for so long. So in this case with the texture, yes, I'm sure that's a real fear. If you feel like you're going to have to sell stocks to live on, mm. then you might want to revisit, you know, your buckets and look at, you know, what your needs are for at least the, uh, the next uh, two to three years. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That's the number to call. We are talking about financial planning and making a plan because you need a roadmap. It's almost impossible to reach a goal, a destination, if you don't have some idea of how you're going to get there. You'll just keep driving around in circles. Six five one four six one nine two two six. This texture writes, "I am seventy two and retired." I'm getting an IRA inheritance for my sister as I'm her only relative. What options might I have to do with this money? That is a very open-ended big question because we don't know how much. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, go ahead. Yeah, it's 72, and if you're getting an IRA, um, uh, you know, inheritance from your sister, sorry about the passing of your sister. I'm I'm sure that's difficult at any age. So, But when it comes to IRA distributions. When you get that IRA, of course, you could cash it in right now, pay all the tax and live happily ever after. (laughs) 
or the IRS is allowing you to um, defer paying tax on that. There was a new rule a couple of years ago where it said, okay, if you inherit an IRA, then you actually have 10 years to take the distribution out. Now I'm talking in general parameters here because there is some cases where this new rule is not um, allowed. But in this case, you could wait 10 years and then cash the entire IRA out. Or you may choose, and it's up to you, how much do you want to take from that inherited IRA each and every year? But by the 10th year, you would have to have it all out of that um, IRA. So the reason that the IRS decided to do that was, in essence, we used to be able to defer that IRA taxation uh, based on our age. And they would make us take some type of a required distribution out of there over our lifetime. Well, now the IRS said, well, how do we get more tax revenue in a shorter period of time? So what they did is they gave us flexibility on the front end the first 10 years, but then they want all the tax money um, by the 10th year. So I actually like the flexibility. I like the fact that people, if they can afford it, they can defer that income for another decade and make money on the money that you would otherwise pay Uncle Sam right now. Um, but at least you, uh, um, as an investor, has, or as somebody who has inherited money, you have a choice. Susie? 651-461-9226. This texter writes, Peg, maybe mention options for cash right now that keeps it available in the short-term bucket but takes the best advantage of rising interest rates. What can be made on short-term cash holdings right now? Yes, love that question because as much as we talk about mortgage rates, they went from 3% to 6% overnight. I mean, that was just such a shock to most people. Well, now um, our banking institutions and our brokerage firms that have money markets are catching up to paying us something for having liquidity. So number one, I'm encouraging my clients to call the bank that they have their money with, because if you're not seeing that it's gone up, then you need to actually challenge your bank because I'm sure either they have a different uh, savings account or a money market that they might offer that pays more. Um, we're also looking at treasury bonds at our institution where um, it wouldn't be 100% liquid, but we can buy short-term treasury bonds at very good rates today for clients. And then also, um, I like what you said about continuing to get rising rates. I would, I would, I love my clients to get the rising rates today. But I am a believer that there's a backside to what we're in today. And I don't necessarily want clients to feel like, oh, I'm just going to take my short term and ride this thing with a money market or the bank, unless it's your absolute safe money that you have to have set aside, because all my clients have that as well. But um, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to lock in a little bit, some of your money in a longer term, meaning maybe three years, four years, five years, um, just hedging that if we do get out of this in the short term, then maybe interest rates will go back down. Susie? 
651-461-9226. We are talking about financial planning and having a roadmap, roadmap, I should say, to getting where you want to go. We have about a minute left until our break. But I will tell you that another texter wrote a question for us about this person writes, um, I am investing in a condominium that is being built. Would it be wise to take the six-figure down payment from my investment or take out a home equity loan at 4%? So what we'll do is we have right now about less than a minute. So you can sort of talk about that. We also want to remind our listeners kind of just what we're talking about. Let's answer that question on the other side of our break at the bottom. But remind people of what we're doing right now, Peg, and for our listeners maybe just tuning in What is the goal of our next half hour here on your money? Yeah, just really quickly, we're talking about the essential elements of a financial plan. I'm a believer, make a plan, work the plan. Well, the first component is really what's important to you. What do you want to get out of it? You know, what's your personal values? And we talked a lot about income planning. And then I also want to bring up on the backside taxes. Taxes matter in everything you do. That's right. 651-461-9226. It is your money. Welcome back to the second half of your money, reminding you if you are listening at any time of day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can call 1-888-6ADVICE. You can also email a question to yourmoney at wealthenhancement.com. But for the next 25 minutes, you can call or text 651-461-9226. Once again, here is Peg Webb. She is Wealth Enhancement Group Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor. And we were talking before the break just about creating a financial plan for yourself that without a roadmap, it's almost impossible to reach your destination. Peg, welcome back. And we did mention before the break a question from a listener about whether or not to spend investment money on a condo or take out a home equity line of credit. I would imagine that's a question you get a lot, where to take the money out of based on what makes most sense with interest rates and how much you're making on that money versus how much you would have to spend to borrow that money. If that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, Susie, did the uh, the, the texter say actually the word investment that the uh, condo is an investment? I am investing in a condo that is being built. Would it be wise okay. to take the down payment from my investments or take a home equity loan at four percent? Okay, not necessarily clear whether because the way that that was worded is I'm investing in meaning it could be for private use. Um, so. The answer might be a little bit different, but I'll give a couple scenarios here. So it's interesting because this was a no-brainer when mortgage rates were at two and a half, right? But yet we made zero on our money sitting in the bank. So now we're getting the questions of, is 4% a reasonable rate to take a mortgage um, out? And I'm telling people yes, because whatever rate that you would lock in today, and I know some of our clients are looking at financing, you know, a, a, a different home, meaning they're selling their existing home, they're buying another home, and they're seeing rates at five and a half percent. And I'm okay with that, knowing that we actually have the ability to refinance if rates go lower in a couple of years. When it comes to the question of 
should I put a bunch of money down or should I take the mortgage? I do see that as um, a decision that's made based on your outside liquidity. And let me give you an example. So if you're building this condo and if you're anything like me, number one, we have got to furnish that condo, right? And we've got to put in our comprehensive plan, the expenses, the HOAs and things like that. So I want to make sure that my clients have enough liquidity left, even if they're adamant about paying cash for this condo. I want them to have reserves because life is what happens when you're making other plans. And so you get in there and it might be that you decide, oh, I want to join the tennis club or I want to join the golf club. And that has to go into your cash flow. So today, I don't believe that 4% is a bad rate. And um, I like giving the flexibility of the client to be able to take the mortgage. Now, with all that said, I am a believer in debt free. That's me. Now, it doesn't mean that I plan that way or I suggest that way. My personal, just personal peg web is I like to be debt free and I'm very proud of it. And so um, once again, I don't necessarily coach my clients on my values. You know, one of my values have been to be debt free. I don't want to owe anything to anybody. Um, So I would take all that into consideration. Susie? Right. 651-461-9226. We're talking about building a comprehensive financial plan with the help, hopefully, of a financial advisor going through different steps on what you need to do to make that happen, determining uh, what you value most in life, paying close attention to how to generate sustainable income in retirement. You wanted to talk about taxes and tax liabilities as you move forward in your life, in your financial planning goals? I do because it's a big part of the comprehensive plan. One of the things that um, we do is we what we call a dynamic cash flow. And taxes are still one of the highest impacts in the ability for people to fund the lifestyle that they want. And so to not pay attention to it would be the worst thing that you could possibly do. So we have lots of taxes. I know we do today, but when you retire, they seem more impactful because you're not making a, uh, you're not getting a paycheck. We've still got income taxes on our distributions that we may take from our IRA or 401k, or maybe some kind of annuity. We still have capital gains. If we were fortunate enough to be able to save and have some taxable assets in a in a brokerage account, then there may be capital gains and dividends on that account. And if you start to take Social Security, absolutely, the IRS wants part of that. And then what state, based on what state you live in, they're also going to want to bite into the state income tax. Then um, there's also this tax, and I don't know if people think of it as a tax, but when you get your Social Security, there's a Medicare premium that comes out of your Um, Social Security check if you've turned it on or you have to pay separately if you haven't. And that's based on your income, on your income tax, how much you're going to pay for Medicare. And then lastly, if you're very wealthy, you know, we have to look at what the the wealth tax is um, upon your death. So that's why I wanted to talk about that and make sure that you know that we plug that into our plan as well. And so 
some people may not necessarily know, Susie, of just when I'm talking about a comprehensive plan, what is all inclusive of that. And Wealth Enhancement Group considers the comprehensive plan, number one, talking about what's important to you and what you value. But then the plan actually has six real core areas to, um, to wealth management. And that is, number one, financial planning, creating these plans. Then you've got retirement income plan, which I already talked about. You've got investment management, super important, but easier when you have a comprehensive plan because our belief is don't take more risks than you have to. Well, if we know what's important to you and we've got this cash flow plan, we can then back into how much risk do we have to take to achieve all these goals. And why that's important uh, is because I feel like our clients are less stressed because we're not trying to encourage them to take more risks than they have to and just try to maximize and, and make the most money they can in the time that they have left. Because what happens if, if, if they want to do that, then a lot of times they want to jump ship in times like this. Mm. So we have proven over decades that if we can just create, you know, put you in the risk tolerance that you have to be in to meet all these goals, then you're willing to be much more con content. Then the fourth one is insurance. You know, that's important, protecting your life and your family, taxes, which I just talked about, and then this estate planning. That actually creates a comprehensive plan. And, and number one, that takes organization. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done it, first you got to organize everything. Then at Wealth Enhancement Group, we have this roundtable, which is fabulous because even though I've been doing this forever, I'm dangerous in all the areas that I just talked about. And I'm willing to say that on the, on the radio because there is so much to know. So do I need to talk to our tax people about the rules that change? Do I need to talk to the investment people about what we're thinking? Yes. Do I have to talk about income planning and talk taxes and all these things? I can't in a silo be the best at all that. So that's why we created this roundtable and we collaborate. And then certainly our clients come in and and talk about it, at least on an annual basis, like how are we doing? Is there any modifications we need to do? Um, so that kind of wraps up that whole comprehensive planning. And I wanted to take a minute to describe that, Susie. Yeah, that's great. Because you talk about a couple things I wanted to respond to on that is number one, when you talk about having a plan and getting all the information together, that can be daunting if you're not an organized person. Because you do need to have your your paperwork. You need to know where it is so that when you come in, whether it's Wealth Enhancement Group or wherever you choose to go, you do have to have that information. And I think sometimes people like to keep their head in the sand and go, oh, I don't want to think about it. It's too much work. I can't get all those papers together, blah, blah, blah. But it really behooves you to do so. And I'll say firsthand, after having had a financial plan put together, it really does reduce your stress. Because for me, you know, I always kind of knew I would be all right. But to actually see how it looks on paper that I'm going to be all right, just like, oh, okay, I don't have to think about that. That's off my plate. Not that I, I have to be mindful, right? But I trust that when I'm ready to retire, and now I kind of have a game plan, what's going to happen, where the money's going to come from, which bucket it's going to come out of. And 
it's really, um, again, reassuring to have that kind of information and expertise with your roundtable going forward. So that's my little plug, but I do want to say uh, 651-461-9226 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, Peg Webb is talking with us about creating um, the essential elements of a solid financial plan. Yeah, and if you have any questions about anything as we've had today, that's absolutely fine, too. One of the things that I haven't mentioned is there could be one person of the couple that has it all organized and feels very confident in what he or she is doing, but doesn't necessarily inform the other. So, and believe me, this happens probably 90% of the time where one of them actually really likes doing that kind of thing. And you mentioned, Susie, organizing and trying to collect everything. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're collecting everything and you're the person who takes care of everything, that's great. But what I can tell you is on the backside, if something happens to that person who has all the organization, who knows everything about everything, who maybe meets with the financial advisor only, not including the other person, it is terrible on the backside. It's, it, it also it creates like a real lack of confidence for the person that is left then without any knowledge. And so I would just encourage listeners out there, if you're one of these people who is just so great at doing it, um, you're, you're a, a super good organizer, you know where all your buckets are, um, and just encourage the other person you know, to um, come to the meetings. And uh, make sure that even if you don't necessarily join in the meeting or maybe you don't have something to share in the meeting, just listening to that meeting over and over. I have found, Susie, that over the decades I've done this, that then when something happens to the person, they still are aware of, number one, who the trusted and financial advisor is and is comfortable with that person. And then secondly, the terminology and the things that we're talking about. Uh, there's some familiarity about uh, the templates we use and how we're trying to create income. Uh, so that's probably the biggest point I could make today is to make sure that people who have a comprehensive plan are working with a financial advisor, that you include the other person in it. So, Susie? Yeah, I think that's really apropos because these days, as we mentioned, you know, you mentioned earlier when we started the program about COVID and sort of reexamining our lives and, and kind of wanting to be solid on some things and to do some things that we value in this time of uncertainty. Because when you talk about having a partnership, you know, every day you hear these stories of people 52 died on the golf course, 61 <laughs> got this kind of cancer and died quick. So there is a sense of the fragility of life as well and the unpredictability of when your time is up, your time is up and best to be prepared ahead of time and not leave your person that's behind with questions or fears or what have you. And they don't know it, where anything is, even what drawer it's in. So best to have that conversation ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, and I've witnessed and I feel bad for the person that actually is doing it because a lot of times there's resistance in, hey, I'm busy doing what I'm doing. I don't necessarily want to um, take my time to do that, but I truly encourage uh, people to do that. And when we talk about that, you mentioned it, Susie, where 
people are suddenly passing away. Mm -hmm. We're witnessing um, because we get a lot of referrals from our clients and we're witnessing that they come in. Oh, now that this um, impactful event happened, right? I lost my husband. I lost my wife. Now I, I better get help right? Mm -hmm. Because if it, it was the person that was taking care of everything. Mm -hmm. And what I find is, is they, they are, are even confused as to what they want. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. so my point is, is when somebody passes away suddenly, and even if it's my client and they call me, because I'm usually one of the first people they call. And I hate this part of my, about my job because I live through the good times with my clients, but I also live through the, the ugly times, mm -hmm. meaning I'm the one who gets that call. And the first thing I tell people is, um, I'm so glad you called me, uh, but you do not think about me. You know, you let your family surround you. You, you do the services. You do all that. I, I, I needed to be contacted because I need to contact all the places where your money uh, is at, but yet you then call me back when you're ready because there's no sense in having meetings, Susie, when you're just emotionally a wreck, yeah, right? So right. just for listeners out there, I don't want you to feel like if this happens to you that you just have to make decisions right away. And I mean, it's just everything, your house, your possessions, your investments, the income, you know, Social Security of one of you is going to drop. Is the pension going to go in half? I mean, it's just mind-boggling. Endless, right. And so, yeah. yeah, and so we do get a lot of referrals from, let's just say, a client, you know, neighbor just passed away, and they say, okay, it, 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 and I love this, that our clients would say, you know what, you need to call the Wealth Enhancement Group. I mean, they'll tell you exactly what you need to do mm. um, because some people make the wrong steps at that time. Um, so go ahead. No, I would say what would be a wrong step. I mean, what, I mean, anything dramatic or drastic, like selling or doing, you know what I mean? What would you yes, say? You know, we, yeah. We've seen it all. We have seen it all. Meaning, um, clients will have a Roth IRA and they, they pretty much just, and they don't even know that they're doing it. And maybe it wasn't that big. It was maybe twenty five thousand or something. Not that that's not big, but twenty five thousand, and they'll just go cash it in because it was sitting at the bank. And the one that passed away thought, "Oh, I want to have some conservative money in my Roth." Not that I'm necessarily a fan of that, but they just cashed it in, and so now they threw away basically a tax free bucket. Mm. And so I, there's that's just one example. Um, lots of people want to run away from their memories, you mm. know, in the house that they live in now. And so they make sudden changes like, oh, I'm going to go move to this apartment or this condo because I, I just can't, I just can't be there. Right. And then they regret it. And so just to talk to a financial advisor and talk through some of these things, we're almost like a therapist in some ways, right? Sure. We we probably should have got our psychology degree, but um, we are welcome. We welcome people who just need to talk out loud, and um, and sometimes it maybe isn't your friends or family that you want to go to a neutral party uh, that would just give you um, financial advice yeah. versus um, 
you know, just being too close to the other people that you might ask. We have about three minutes left, Peg, and we want to invite our listeners to either call at 651-461-9226 or they can text as well. We do have a text question. Um, Could you please explain Series I bonds and which short-term or long-term bucket they might go into? Yes. So we're getting a lot of questions on the Treasury um, Inflation Protection Bond. Uh, That's the long definition for I-bonds. And these are issued by TreasuryDirect.gov, G-O-V. And what they are, and people haven't really heard about them too much because they're they're a bond that um, the Treasury actually names an interest rate and um, recently, the recent past, the, the named rate has been zero because it's based on inflation. So if there's inflation, then you get like a bonus off your zero rate of return if there's inflation. So all of a sudden, inflation showed up big time, and now people are interested in these Treasury inflation protection bonds. Um, so you can buy them treasurydirect.gov. And then you also need to read all the terms about them because they are a 30-year bond, but they have lots of flexibility features, meaning after one year, they'll take away three months of your interest if you want to cash it in. There's separate rules for your five-year five year maturity, um, but they are technically all 30-year bonds. And so now that uh, inflation is so high, um, most people want to go in and buy them, but we can only buy $10,000 a year individually. So if there's a couple, you could buy $20,000. Um, are they are they for your short-term bucket or your long-term bucket? They could be either. I don't necessarily put any type of bond in a long-term bucket. So they would either be in your short-term, meaning you're going to use that money within five years, or they would go into your medium-term bucket where that would be longer-term bonds. Um, there is no dividend distribution, so you, it's when you cash out your bond, you're going to get that uh, extra income. Susie? Yes, Peg. And we are running up against the clock, so we'll wrap it up here. But we want to remind people if they got, have a question and it did not get answered, you have a wonderful line to call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day, Pat. I mean, Peg, sorry. Um, <laughs> 651, the number to call 24 hours a day, seven days a week is one eight 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 six advice or email your questions to your money at wealthenhancement.com. Peg, have a wonderful week. You too.